Hi, I'm Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for TGIT. Thank God it's Thursdays. And it is actually not a Thursday today, but we're still thanking everybody for Thursdays because it's an awesome day. And it's a great day for me because it's I love the TV on Thursdays. And we've got one of the best people on Thursday nights with me today who very graciously came on her day off and is spectacularly appointed, I'm just gonna say, and that is the magnificent Jerrica Hinton, who of course plays Dr. Stephanie Edwards on our fine television program. And thank you so much for doing this. I am so happy that you are doing this. And I am you, so excited. You to came over it. here and I'm just going to say that <laughs> the, not since Josh Molina's onesie, has anybody I actually- I knew it was Molina. I when I heard about the onesie, I was like, it's, I, I, it's him, I'll bet money. <laughs> um, not since Josh Molina's onesie, I gotta say, I think you're totally, totally usurped the crown for best outfit on a podcast. <laughs> Stephanie is wearing today, she's wearing a black tutu, mm-hmm. a black tutu with a pretty phenomenal t-shirt, which has gold letters on it mm-hmm. that says Balling Paris. Ballin'. Ballin'. <laughs> and she's wearing a sweatshirt and it's pretty, pretty freaking cute. And workout pants because workout pants what's because happening after this. Otherwise, <laughs> I guess we would see more of Stephanie. You than, would see more of the, the undercarriage. Of the undercarriage of Stephanie. <laughs> of, of the, you can call yourself. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> it's all right. I like it. I can be in character the whole time. I'm going to keep going. It's like I literally have this problem because what happens is you guys stop having real persons because I stare at you so much on television and at the fine table reads that you actually just become your character. That's it happens okay. to everybody. Do you know that in my mind, you aren't Betsy. In my mind, you're Betsy Beers. So every it's time, a, like, we'll just Betsy say, Beers. we'll talk like this. Okay, Betsy Beers. Okay, Stephanie. All right, Betsy well Beers. Well done. <laughs> Stephanie, a.k.a. Jerrica. That, you know, she looks amazing, you guys, and it's like, it's such a full-out fabulousness. Now, you're going to work out after this. Where are you going to work I am. out? I'm going to the gym. I'm going to hop on the elliptical. Good job. I'll probably still wear the tutu, honestly. I think, I think you should, because I think it's a full commitment to excellence. Yeah. <laughs> I think it inspires you in a way, which is pretty freaking awesome and it's pretty, true. pretty freaking great. So we're here to talk about anything we actually want to talk about, because it really does. But, but mainly we're here, first of all, to talk about that amazing episode that just aired, mm-hmm. which was called... Uh, when I Grow Up is really an amazingly, I mean, it's an upsetting episode for a lot of different reasons. First of all, it was upsetting to me that your potential boyfriend turned out to be like 13. You know, <laughs> <laughs> upsetting to me too. And can I just say, the actual actor is also a child. Really? So, <laughs> I, I mean, that. he probably wouldn't like being called a child, but yeah, he's it's like okay. 18 or 19 years old. He's a baby. And so I have a potty mouth and I have a potty sense of humor. And so I'm cracking these jokes and stuff. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Not around the kids who aren't just the gaggle of kids on the field trip, but him as well. My co-star, the kid. (laughs) My co-star, the kid. I thought you guys had excellent chemistry, actually. It was because it's really fun to play in that awkward space of (laughs) just shame and embarrassment. I like living in that space. So it's easy. (laughs) Hence the tutu. Like, I'm very comfortable, like, right on the border of does she have any dignity or not. I got to say, though, I think you drive fully into the world of confident chic bravado. I don't think there's any (laughs) touch of a lack of dignity because it takes a lot of dignity to pull a 
a tutu off. Thank you. Well, that's why I went with black because it's you know it's classier. Do you do you have many tutus at home that you Don't could ask choose? These questions. But <laughs> you might have a few. I'm which just is, saying, you which know, which is good. Secrets are good. We secrets don't want to reveal too much. I think revealing too much is. I think keeping everybody wondering mm -hmm. and questioning just gotta a tiny keep bit them guessing about the tutus. It's is always a really really good thing. I think the other really good thing about that storyline was, I mean, that incredibly sad storyline about the mom with the two yes. policemen who basically go down and yeah, the organ donation and in the midst of all that and poor Derek who's apparently clipping aneurysms now. Right. <laughs> I think he deserves to it's tell a, you the truth. It's a step down in the ranks. But he went to Washington and this is, aneurysms need to be clipped and nobody's too fancy for an aneurysm. It's true. And he did find the little girl. So I think that that was good on his part. Yeah. I love the sort of device of the classroom and these kids going around mm -hmm. and the way that it kind of reintroduces everybody to everybody's specialties, which yes. is, even though we all know what you guys do, mm -hmm. see, once again, I'm referring to you like you're a character, <laughs> which is super cheesy and weird. But I, I, what I liked it because it was sort of this weird, almost, it was almost like a recap. Yeah. It was like you go around to each department and you sort of find out what's special and wonderful and amazing about yeah. each department. And as one of the It's also different when you get to see something, I mean, because it's not yeah. just reintroduction to the audience, but the framing of the device through the children's eyes. Yeah, which is like super cool. And nobody doesn't like a can <laughs> of someone's butt. I mean, that's, thank God for Alex, because that's, I also really like your reaction, which was like, you know, it's totally appropriate. Yeah, it's great. It's no, all we've done it. totally fine. I don't yeah, understand we got it out. It's what, fine. what the problem is, just as long as you got it out. <laughs> the sun-kissed bottle up? No, we got it. Oh we got God. it. We got it up. Linda's stories. Linda's stories about Linda things. Klein, who's our medical miracle worker, who's been with us since the pilot of Grey's Anatomy. She stages and is sort of the honesty police for surgeries. Yes. And Linda has some pretty good tales she of has terror. Some amazing tales of terror and amazing tales of things she's found in in, in certain cavities. She's amazing because she she has so many war stories about mm -hmm. stuff. And also we've been using the same surgery nurses. In Boki. Boki, everyone team. loves Boki. It's um, the Kleinettes is what yeah. we actually call them, which is because her name is Linda Klein, and we call her the Kleinettes, and I did not coin that. Um, that was coined before I met her because she's been doing this, years. I think, for years, and yeah. she's been doing it on pretty much every major medical show mm -hmm. that has survived. So I think Linda's sort of like a lucky charm. She's... <laughs> Linda, in a way. Linda the Leprechaun? Linda the... <laughs> 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 I'll make her a shirt. I'm get you should. That. That's super awesome. You need to get on that. I think the Ballin shirt for Linda also would be awesome. A gold lame lettering. A gold lame lettering. She could rock it. Linda, one of the things, and hopefully maybe someday Linda will do this, because Linda does not suffer fools. Mm -mm. Linda's got the funniest laugh you've ever heard, and lots of things make Linda irate, which yeah. is really entertaining, but also somewhat daunting sometimes. It can be. Yeah, I don't, when, when we have first-time directors that have to go up against Linda, I always worry about them. <laughs> I know. But she's she's amazing and she's really funny and she's one of the kindest, greatest people I've she ever is. met. And if you ever have a medical problem and you're part of the family, Linda is in it to win it. Sure. Like Linda has taken care of my relatives. Linda has given me advice on weekends when she didn't have to. Last you, year Linda sent me to somebody to help me out with my knees. Like, oh yeah. yeah like, she's great. How are your knees now? Oh, they're angry all the time. Are they angry all the time? All the time. Now, were you a dancer? Did you? No, I just have sad. Bo I have a sad body. 
but it looks so lovely. How <laughs> can it be you. sad? On the outside. On the outside. It's the, inside. the perfect representation of our industry <laughs> <laughs> in my body. <laughs> no, on the inside, the it's inside very it's sad. crying for help. It is, all it's the time. All for, oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I never played sports. I never, well, I danced a little bit as a kid, but not long enough to, like, you know, make sense of why they are the way they are. I just genuinely have geriatric knees uh, at a very young age. It's only going to get better. I bet it's just going to improve with time. <laughs> it is. It's going to improve with time, which is great. You're probably growing into your knees. Now, see, it's a medical show, you guys, so we can talk we about We can talk knees. about this. And by the way, I just want to point out that Jerrica, a.k.a. Stephanie, hasn't chosen her specialty yet, right? This is true. She has not. I mean, she's she's still on the neuro team, or or as Joe would say, the neuro throne. <laughs> <laughs> I like her in neuro. I think that that makes a lot of sense in terms of you know, the spunk that she's shown uh, and the challenge, the kind of challenges that she oh, likes. Oh, she was so badass during that 500-hour yeah. surgery yeah. on Gina Davis's character. Mm -hmm. Like, that was crazy balls. And then mm -hmm. when you passed out, I was like, I want that girl in my OR. Right? Like, and the second she comes to, runs right back in there. Finish so the job. impressive. Like, yeah. poor Weber's trying to shove some orange juice down her throat or something, <laughs> apple juice. And you were gone, like a little speedy thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's something about the complexity of Neuro that she really responds to I agree. as a character. Although, you know, given your own knee history, you could probably give a fair amount to the bone jaw. Could do some ortho. <laughs> you could do some ortho, although I do, I love, I love the whole idea of the dye in the brain and mm -hmm. brain surgery stuff is so interesting because backs and brains, people still just don't quite know. Yeah, it's the unknown. How to do, yeah. You can do everything right. You can know any and everything there is to know about how it operates and it can still go horrifically wrong. That is such, that, that's a world I just don't understand. Like that, when, when people ask me like, well, could, you, could you be a doctor, da 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 da. Like the studying, the, the, the work, all of the time involved to, like, to gain a certain level of proficiency. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that seems like something I could probably dedicate myself to. But that unknown portion where, you know, the input and output is not, you know, directly correlated, I don't, mm -mm, I can't deal with that. Yeah, no, I think that <laughs> totally makes sense. Now, when you, when we um, brought you to the Sistine television program. Indeed. You watch surgeries and stuff, right? They scheduled a surgery. Actually, Tessa and I together, they scheduled, Linda scheduled a surgery for us to watch. We got to the hospital that day. Turned out we couldn't watch it. So we ended up following a doctor on their rounds, but we never got to watch a surgery. So did you? But I've watched plenty online. What I know now is in the olden days when we started the show, the only way you actually really could watch a surgery easily mm -hmm. was to go to the hospital. And now I just type something into Google and their whole surgeries. The number of surgeries I watched actually for the for the Herman surgery, like in granite. I don't have to do all of this stuff, no, but, but I find it fascinating. Me too. And like watching, watching like these hematomas get in, I, I was, I was, it's, a, it's amazing. And it just makes me go, Yes, this is brilliant watching it on a screen, but damn it, I want to be in the room. I want to see someone's brain. I think I think we have to arrange for you to get into a surgery. God, it would be so great. Okay, and I think... then I'd get there and turn out I'd be a complete wuss or something. How but do you... I don't think so. You seem okay with blood, though. Yeah, you I'm seem okay, okay with, blood. with blood and. But yeah. I'd imagine the smell. <laughs> the smell must be quite something to get used to, yeah. right? You know, and the I, sound of bone cracking, like that's not the same level on video. It's the noise, it's the sound and the smell that you're not necessarily prepared for, which is interesting. All the sensory stuff, but I want to see But do it you know half your friends go into surgery, do you say, can someone take pictures or something? I do ask, it yeah. never happens, but I do ask. Okay, so my husband, terrible story, my poor long-suffering husband, who the lovely podcast audience know about, he's lovely and he's very, very patient, because <laughs> living with, <laughs> living, living with this is no set of cupcakes, yeah. let's just say. 
So the poor, the poor screwball gets this thing in his arm and we don't know what it is. And we go to an ortho guy who's this great ortho guy in Los Angeles, Dr. Milstein, you rock, you're mm -hmm. phenomenal. <laughs> but we, we went in and he actually identified it as a lipoma, which is a fat lump, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Bruce, it's no, I'm, I'm, I'm not casting Hippo any aspersions exactly um, on your fat lump. And he needed to take it out and do basically a, a lipectomy. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. And Dr. Milstein, you don't listen to this, but if you did, you would probably yell at me. So I said in passing, can you take pictures? And my husband was like, he's not gonna take pictures and that's really creepy. Sure enough, the beloved Dr. Milstein came out of surgery. That's awesome. And Bruce was fine and he said, I took photos all that's the way through, great. do you wanna see it? My husband, I thought he was gonna divorce me in that moment because <gasps> he's terrified of blood. He, 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 said, he said, you are watching these pictures as though they're pornography. So here's the thing. So two things. So when I, I had to have like, you know, <laughs> something removed. Uh, <laughs> things, things occurred on things your leg. Things occurred on my leg and I had to have things removed. And I remember I was dating somebody at the time and I sent a picture. <laughs> And they were like, I think that was the moment our relationship ended. It kept going a few months after that, but that was the moment where he was like, I don't know who this person is that I have agreed to share a bed with, but I can no longer. And yeah, that doesn't stop me. Cause when I got LASIK, if you search online, if you go to YouTube, you will find the video I have uploaded of my LASIK surgery, of them cutting the flap out of my eye and every, because it's amazing. It's super, super amazing. And I have a really cool song to it and everything. I might, I might now be checking that out. You should. I think that's super. I've got a friend who's had lasers on his, I mean, basically to, to stop glaucoma, mm, to mm -hmm. arrest glaucoma early. And I sit in the room with my goggles when he gets his eyes zapped and ask all the questions because this person didn't necessarily want to be alone. And I was like, oh, I'll come. Not even a question, not even a question. <laughs> You're so and generous. sit in the room and kind of go, okay, so now what's happening now? How many beams of light are hitting him? Can I look directly? And he's like, no, that's why you're wearing the goggles. I'm like, I know, this is super, super cool. Can I look directly and into the like, laser? Into the laser. I also, just for the record, I just cannot see Stephanie, aka Jerrica. I cannot see you actually in the plastics posse. Cause that's- uh, No, I don't, she, she's not a plastics posse person. Who says plastics posse? Well, words I can't say now. People Get, who are- Just <laughs> douchebags. Yeah, there we go. Potentially douchebags. There we go. There you go. You can say that. Yeah. I can certainly say that. Yeah, because it's the moment, it's the moment when Ben is just standing there and he's saddled. He's sort of like, I'm not on your service today. And there's that, yeah, you always are on the service. Yeah. And that means the plastics posse is just a horrible thing. I do think thing. it's interesting though that the plastics posse is overwhelmingly male. That is really interesting. And I'm flipping back in my brain about people who've been on plastics. And in fact, when you think... I wonder if that's an actual reflection of the industry in reality or if that's just coincidence. That's really interesting because I... I, we, when you think about it, I don't know very many people who've been to plastic surgeons. Not that I know a lot of people who've been to plastic surgeons, you guys, so don't get jumping on my back about that. Clearly I haven't. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever heard of anybody going to a woman. A woman, right? That's so interesting. What is that? Somebody send us stats on that. <laughs> That's really interesting. I bet somebody on Twitter or somebody who listens to this fine podcast might know about that. But yeah. see so many interesting things that are coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I can go on YouTube and watch your eyeball get, get slithered you open. You really can, it's and the best. there may be a statistical connection between what we've been doing on the show and not. And maybe I'm underestimating the research that the writers do too. Right. Um, now, the first time we met um, was you auditioned for a character on Scandal and played the character. And we actually, I don't know if you folks who are listening remember this. You probably do, because it was one of my favorite moments in season one, <laughs> where you played the rape kit lady. Mm -hmm. That's the way we always <laughs> refer to you. 
Is that how you referred to her? I did. That's great. She had a name. She did. Hannah. Hannah. I knew it was something with an H. It was either Hannah or it Heather. Was, it was Hannah. And you, by the way, this is my chair squeaking, so don't make any rude comments, you guys, because that was, I'm sitting in a very Such old. Such strange flatulence. Classy. Really? <laughs> you know, it's really roughage for breakfast. It's just terrible. Um, but you played this character whose name was Hannah, and you did this great scene with Columbus Shortest Harrison, mm -hmm. where essentially you really, in like two seconds, put him in his place mm -hmm. in the most delightful way. And we did watch that scene over and over again. Aww. So when the opportunity actually to drag you in and force you to work with us full time came, <laughs> we were so excited about it. If you could do a, a part on how to get away with murder, what would it be? Ooh. So you could actually be the trifecta. Oh man, okay, I would love, let's see, hmm, a part on murder. I want to be the child that Viola Davis gave up. <laughs> so, you know, for, for the benefit of her career. And I've been living with Cicely Tyson this whole time so that selfishly I get to be in a scene with Viola Davis and Cicely Tyson. That's my pitch. Can I tell you something? <laughs> that is genius and one of the best thought out answers I've ever heard. Because <laughs> who the hell wouldn't want to be in a scene? Right. And, and here's the thing, Zowie. I also wanna, I want to clarify, I don't wanna speak in this scene. I wanna be mute, I just wanna watch them. I just wanna be a part of it. I just wanna see it happen. I think that probably would be a problem. And not partake because that would be too much, too stressful. That's a great idea. I'm, ca I'm calling Pete after this, <laughs> Noah, who created the show, and say, Jerrica, AKA Stephanie. Mm -hmm. has and Elise really Keaton has a mute daughter that we need to write in. Or someone with selective verbiage. There we go. Because what's really interesting about Annalise Keating is when you look at Annalise Keating, she's actually a woman of few words. She speaks in front of the jury, but she spends a lot of time listening and reacting to this things. This is true. Which is one of my favorite things about Annalise Keating. She and Olivia Pope solve problems very differently. Olivia Pope speaks rapid firely mm -hmm. and has an endless amount of things she can say about things. Mm -hmm. And Annalise Keating... She evaluates. She evaluates and says virtually nothing yeah. until stabbing her pointing finger at somebody in court. That's and when she speaks, cutting and yeah. specific. She gets right to it. She does. Um, was there a reaction during the table read, by the way, when the it was revealed that the character was still in high school? That you were, <laughs> I think everyone you were crushing? laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there was uproarious laughter. <laughs> um, so we've got a lot of, we got a lot of questions from right. your fans. And what's really interesting is a lot of them are the same question. Is Stephanie gonna have a love interest? Where does Stephanie live? Is Stephanie cool? Why is she so awesome, Jerrica? You guys, I don't know. Let me, one at a time, one at a time. <laughs> well, Eve, that was pretty much the first question, which is, Jerrica, why are you so fly? <laughs> Bobblehead lives, Gabs, Gabs, Josephine. Bobblehead ever... lives, that person wanted us to say hi. Bobblehead lives comes up with some of the most inventive questions of any human really? being. And I'm assuming Bobblehead is a person, because I don't know Bobblehead, but <laughs> Bobblehead is awesome with awesome sauce. And yeah. from the beginning has come up with some of the most creative questions that you will start to ask and you'll think, oh, this is a hard question. And then we literally, we ended up in this miasma of strangeness, That's which brilliant. was awesome, right? But also I gotta say, Gabs Gabs, traditionally phenomenal listener. Yeah. Um, but they all wanna know, why are you so fly? Okay. Hi did you, Gabs did, Gabs, hi Bobblehead. Did you get it from your mama? You know what? I got it from my mama. There you go. <laughs> We address the most important thing here. Um, Monica at the Pompeo Method wants to know, were you a fan before you started working on Grey's? And if so, who was your favorite character and why? Oh, well, I think it's, ob well, yeah, I think it's obvious that my favorite character was Yang, is Yang, because Yang's not dead. She's just not on the show currently. Um, Yang is in 
Switzerland. Yeah, Yang right? is in Switzerland. I watched, I, when it first aired, I watched the first couple of seasons, but I was like, I was one of those people that was addicted to Buffy. <laughs> so like, I was off in Buffy land. And then when I got the opportunity to be on the show, I quickly went and, you know, caught up. So that's, that's sort of when you did your catch them. And Buffy, by the way, shout out to Buffy. What an awesome TV <laughs> program that was. Julie from Julian1313 wants to know, who's your favorite character on the show? Obviously besides you. Can I say the elevator? The elevator's pretty awesome. There's a lot of That's things that happen in the answer. elevator. I'm going to say the elevator has been one, Iconic. Of, one of the most amazing things. Yeah. The amount of, sh the amount of stuff that happens in an elevator. <laughs> the amount of Shizumi that happens in an elevator yeah. is pretty intense and yeah, impressive. Yeah, you get a lot of Shizumi there. I also am sort of interested in how long the elevator rides are, because they're very long. It's a very slow elevator for a hospital, which I think is interesting. Because you don't want to think that there's a trauma in there. Yeah. And just this episode, I very much enjoyed you flipping through pictures of men on your mysterious, <laughs> on your mysterious appetizing app, which took quite a while to get that from a was, few floors. I think that might have been my favorite detail in that episode, the, the faux Tinder app. That oh, was my favorite. Oh, the faux Tinder is so awesome, which... And the and writer, uh, uh, Tia, one of the pictures, and I think they took it out, but one of the pictures was of her husband with their cat. But <laughs> I think for whatever reason, they took it out. Sadly, the photo is not in there. It's just your reactions. And I'm going to say there's something so funny about your reactions and your descriptions. <laughs> so it's actually it's kind so of true. super cool. Lucy Warwick Baker at Warwick Baker wants to know, are there any similarities between yourself and, Steph and uh, Stephanie's character? Let's see, similarities. Yeah, there are tons of similarities because, you know, that's one of the ways in, for me to get into figuring out a character. I look for this, the ways that we're similar first. So I think that her, you know, her ambition, she, when she wants something, she goes for it 100% and kind of doesn't know when to, when to like reel it in. And that's something that I can identify with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, always know when to reel it in. <laughs> I would typify that as enthusiasm. There we go. Passion and enthusiasm. It's all about the framework. I like to say, I always try to figure out a nice way to say that I'm, I'm an incredibly impatient human being. You're enthusiastic. So, so I'm enthusiastic and passionate. <laughs> and in fact, I'm just, I'm an... I'm an You're a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. And in fact, I'm just an impatient, old, grouchy bitch in mm -hmm. a lot of ways, which is okay for me because it, it, it kind of works for me unless you're my husband. Alrighty, so uh, it's Kim Bitch. Oh. At ScandalFanNL. Okay. Um, it's Kim Bitch is pretty awesome, too. How are you enjoying the crazy that is called Shondaland and the fans on the Twitter? The fans on the Twitter. I have had an evolving relationship with the fans on the Twitter. And at this stage of the evolution. The evolutionary food chain. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's a lovely relationship. It's had its rocky points. But right now it's groovy. Super cool. Danny at Danny Dempeo. Very, very, very clever name, by the way. Who is your closest friend on set? This year, the closest friend on set would be probably Katarina and Kelly. Katarina and Kelly. They're, they're lovely they're people. They're really lovely people. I really like them. And they're Katarina, we go way back. Mm-hmm. Like, not that far back. She's not that old. But, <laughs> you know, back, yeah. I guess. Um, Gabs, Gabs. Hey, Gabs, Gabs, Gabs. Gabs, Gabs. What um, TV shows do you like to watch right now? Ooh, right now, right now. Um, I have been watching, what's on my Hulu? All of the TGIT shows. Um, God bless you for that. <laughs> no, genuinely. I've also been curious about Empire, so I've been watching that. And a few, not, you know, like the half hour comedies, Parks and Rec, and you know, going in and out with Mindy Project. Yeah, those kinds of shows. 
And also just a lot of old shows. I'll go back and rewatch Mad Men and, and Breaking Bad and Buffy because I have a problem. Um, <laughs> we just we just did that with Twin Peaks. Like we went Twin to you know two what? seasons of Twin Peaks. I'm also so working great. my way back through Twilight Zone. How, do you actually? There's this book called The Twilight Zone Companion that breaks down every single really? episode. Yeah, you, I'm not sure if they publish it anymore, but you can get it. You can get it online. Yeah, yeah. Amaze balls because it's like it's the Bible of all the episodes, oh, I want and it this. summarizes the episodes and who's in them and who directed them and stuff. Yeah. And I memorized it at a particular point when I was just really into watching those episodes again. Uh-huh. Are you and a big sci-fi fan? You know what? I'm in and out. Like I huh. like some stuff. I love. I I kind of like everything, and I love that it's sort of supernatural, which I think is interesting. There was also a show called The Outer Limits, which mm -hmm. was kind of an imitation of yeah. The Twilight Zone. I remember Outer Limits. But every once in a while, there's a really, really good Outer Limits on, too, which was really fun. But you should check out the book, because the book is actually Sweet. super cool. Um, I miss Teddy at Grace Sloan. Um, I miss know. Teddy. I miss Teddy. <laughs> I miss Teddy, too. I miss Teddy. Um, I love Kim Raver, and I miss Teddy. And But Teddy, I think, is probably doing great work someplace else as a phenomenal surgeon. Mm -hmm. and she's... That's the thing to remember about these characters, guys. When they go on, they go on to great things. They go on to great things. Yeah. Exactly. And fic it out. Um, when do you think we're going to get to know more about Stephanie's past? I think... If I, <laughs> if I don't get shot in the face at the end of this year. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's nervous laughter. <laughs> then I think next year is the year for that. I'm really excited to find out about her past and what, because everyone's running from something on that show. So what's she running from? It's a really, really good question. Yeah. Everybody's got something yeah. going on there. And of course, uh, Jessica Laka wants to know, what's Steph's living situation? <laughs> oh, that was the one. That's my favorite. Is Leah crashing on her couch? Does she live in the tunnels? I think God Leah... bless you, Jessica Lockett. It's <laughs> Jessica Blair 20. What, what a creative idea. I love it. Like I said, I love any, anything that keeps Stephanie and Leah friends and oh, hanging yeah. out. I think that's the best. So the answer is yes, Leah is crashing on Stephanie's couch. Stephanie lives in the tunnels when she's got a heavy on-call weekend. But aside from that, she's got a great penthouse because she and Leah have uh, some side venture that is very lucrative and probably illegal. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. I see a spinoff. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I also want you guys to know something which you may not know about Jerrica, a.k.a. Stephanie which is she's an amazing photographer. She oh, produces, you. she's an amazing photographer. She put together a book of like photographs from a, from one episode that were incredible. And you should just keep an eye on that because she's really smart and talented and actually can direct, I think can write, produces. So she's kind of like a quintuple threat. I, you know, I just call it an artist. <laughs> yeah, but you express yourself in lots of different ways. Yeah. So yeah. acting is one area, but you also have all these other areas of of enjoyment and talent, which you're exploring fully, and you're yeah. producing a movie. I'm producing Which a you're movie. starting soon. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna shoot this summer. It's called Solace. I've been tweeting about it a bit, and it's about this young girl who goes to live with her estranged family after her father dies, and uh, she doesn't really know how to process the grief, and so she starts to develop these unhealthy coping mechanisms and strikes up a friendship with this troubled girl next door, and they go on this, what did I say before? This is this dark journey of self-discovery. I think that was it. And Trico is my producing partner. She wrote and directed it. And we're both very, very excited about telling this kind of story. Oh, it sounds like, it sounds so great. And what a great way to spend your hiatus, you yeah. know? Oh, Lord, there's that. And then there's the film in Spain, too. So. <laughs> what? Who's busy? Who's ballin', busy? Ballin'. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be wearing your tutu the entire time. Indeed. It gives me power. There you go. Thank you so much for doing this. This is so much fun. I may just have you come over once a week and just sit twirl. here and twirl.
squirrel and just do do stuff because it's sometimes lonely over here in this office when I'm not lonely on top. Talking to my 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 friends on the on the podcast world. Thanks well, to you guys for listening again because I don't have that many friends anymore and I force <laughs> the actors to come in and talk to me. It's the saddest story ever told. <laughs> Everyone wants Shonda to come in and waves. And that's good. She's like, and still there. That's good. Slowly. And then backs away slowly, frightened of what I'm going to say next. Exactly. <laughs> Next time on Grey's Anatomy, I just want to point out, it's the 10-year anniversary of the premiere episode. That's crazy. So tune in at 8 p.m. Um, for a special rebroadcast of the pilot, A Hard Day's Night. And I, you guys, I remember the pilot. I remember before the pilot because we were developing the show. But the pilot was one of the most amazing experiences of my life and certainly was the turning point of my life because yeah. it was the first time Sean and I actually got to make a pilot together. We developed a pilot before that, but this was the first time we actually got to make one. I still look at that pilot and I remember every single moment of putting songs in and the really? shoot. Watch it again. I'm going to watch it next week in real time too because it's just it's an amazingly emotional experience for me and for everybody who worked on it and it's it's fun. Play a game, like watch it and see what you remember from it. Mm -hmm. That's next week and then after that, it's a double dose of Good Grace Lovin', because then yeah. you have Crazy Love. There's some Owen and Amelia stuff going on behind the scenes that I think... Uh, what is the... Is it Amelia or is it Eamon? Those, those are the two. Um, I think Meredith has some things to say about all this. You're going you're gonna to get to see Catherine again, which is always super great. Of course, Grey's Anatomy, ABC, Thursday night, 9 p.m. And uh, if you stay tuned to ABC after the new episode of Grey's Anatomy, you're going to see episode six of American Crime, which is super worth checking out. And a new episode of Scandal will be back week after. Two weeks, whatever the heck that whatever is. Whatever it is, just keep watching on Thursday nights. Just why would you change? Why would you change, right? <laughs> just actually, I think you could glue the dial. There you go. To ABC. You mm -hmm. can, I don't think people have dials anymore. So maybe you could glue the remote. Just lose your remote. Lose the remote. Lose the batteries. Stick it on ABC. Turn your television on and off the old-fashioned way, and it'll only be on ABC. And it'll work out great. Like you're still doing the knob. I am. I'm totally doing um, Thank you for following all of our shows on Twitter, liking them on Facebook, and getting caught up on ABC.com, or the Watch ABC app if you miss an episode, or you just want to check out the strange relationship between Stephanie, a.k.a. Jerrica, and that 10-year-old boy that apparently you were going to date. Don't say he's 10. Wait, I'm he's sorry. He was eight. He was eight. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He'll hit puberty soon. <laughs> and please, you guys, don't forget, and girls, and women, and men, and puppies, too. If I, um, don't and forget. And non-binary gender is everything. Fine. Yeah. Everybody's open. It's anybody, any, any form of life who's go. available. Please tell them to subscribe to this podcast at <laughs> iTunes.com backslash Shondaland. We'll be back next week with a new Shondaland Revealed podcast. This is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, saying thank you very much for listening. And in the meantime, stay safe. Bye-bye.